G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and salvation. Reading from the book of Acts chapter 16. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Salvation has two sides to it. There is God's side, which may seem obvious, but there is also the human side of salvation. God provides the salvation, but it is the human's responsibility to take it. So for the next two discussions, including this one, hopefully that is going to be the topic, salvation. And salvation includes several parts. Initially there is conversion, or as Jesus put it in Matthew 18 verse 3, I tell you the truth, Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. That means a voluntary change of turning from sin to living for God. That is the concept behind repentance. From there, that point of beginning the life of a Christian disciple is to be a dynamic life and is not to be passive. But what does this entail in regards to salvation? What must I do to be saved is a question often asked in the book of Acts. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is the reply, according to that passage I read earlier. To believe doesn't mean just head knowledge, but it also means believing in the heart, Romans 10 verse 9. Relying on the finished work of Jesus for salvation. That is the human response to God's offer of salvation. But what is God's part of the deal? Firstly, there is regeneration. Regeneration is the new birth, or being born again, becoming a new creation. A regenerated person doesn't receive a new spirit or personality, but the Holy Spirit indwells and recreates the moral basis of the character, setting it free to act according to God's will giving the desire and ability to seek and follow God wholeheartedly. It's being born again, John 3, verse 3 to 6, washed by rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, Titus chapter 3, a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, a new person created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, being renewed in the image of the Creator. Ephesians 4 verse 24, Colossians 5 verse 17 And the Christian disciple is made truly alive. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 So that's regeneration. Then there is justification, or our position before God. Justification is an act by which the sinner is acquitted and declared righteous in God's sight or declared free from the penalty of sin. It is remission of sin, 
and its penalty equals forgiveness. For the Christian disciple that means their sins are nailed to the cross. Colossians 2 verse 13 to 14 means they're clothed in a robe of righteousness, Isaiah 61, which is the righteousness of Christ, Ephesians 1 verse 7. We receive the gift of righteousness, Romans 5 verse 17, and this righteousness comes from God and is through faith in Christ, Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. Justification, therefore, is the result of being in Jesus Christ, which all Christian disciples are. The basis of this justification is Romans 3 verse 26, whereby Jesus Christ is both the just and the justifier. Because God is holy and sinless, sin must be dealt with. He cannot arbitrarily forgive sin. The judgment and penalty of sin, which is death, was poured out on Jesus Christ, who is our substitute. Therefore justice has been done, because God is just. By faith in Christ, we are declared righteous as a free gift and Christian disciples are therefore justified. So there's regeneration, there's justification, then there is sanctification or cleansing. We have been sanctified. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10 Washed clean, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 and have perfect holiness, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 and are being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 and conform to his likeness, Romans 8, verses 28 to 29. We are to be living sacrifices, transformed by the renewing of our minds, Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. This holiness is the pursuit of moral excellence, not just obedient, obeying the law, and is by necessity a high standard, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Our condition before God is now, if we are Christian disciples, we are set apart. We are to be separated from sin. And we have the attainment of moral holiness. That's how God sees us. In principle, we are saints, and God has already declared all Christian disciples sanctified. We've been made holy, Hebrews 10 verse 10. We are washed and sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. In practice, as growing Christian disciples, we should be perfecting holiness, freed from the contamination of sin. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. We're in the process of becoming Christ-like. Romans 8 verse 29. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. And our characters are being transformed by the renewal of our minds. Romans 12 verses 1 to 2. And the standard to which all Christian disciples are to attain and maintain is be holy as I am holy. 1 Peter 1 verse 16 and 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3. The process by which this is achieved is by the Christian disciple devoting themselves to righteousness. Romans 6 verse 19 with the desire and a choosing to be holy, submitted and consecrated to God. Christian disciples are to put off their old nature, to crucify the passions and old desires, Ephesians 4.22, Galatians 5.24, and put on the new nature created to be like God, 
Ephesians 4 verse 24 and this is done by a work of God 1 Thessalonians 5:23, Philippians 2 verse 13 and as Christian disciples being indwelt by God the Holy Spirit from the moment of conversion Christian disciples are to walk in the Spirit Galatians 5 verse 16 and this is done by desiring holiness feeding the new nature with God's word in order to renew the mind commuting by, with God talking to him and by doing this sin will be starved confess known sin immediately consciously allowing Christ total control in all circumstances for more to think about please do read Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 to 25 ask yourself the following questions writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together question one as a Christian disciple how has my life changed since I started the Christian journey question two if I am now sanctified before God how do I show I wear the robe of righteousness question three do I exhibit the fruit of the spirit to those who are not Christian disciples as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk I would love to hear from you and if these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship thank you